Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from our guest speaker. That's really awkward when you have the mic and you don't know what happens next. You're like, I want to go away, but they're all looking at me. All right. How you guys doing? I'm good. Um, Micah, could I have a helper? Come on up, somebody. All right. All right. I just want to show you something that's, that's blowing my world. All right. You ready? All right. You Come on this side. Uh, if you're up there, you're going to have a hard time seeing. Maybe you can hear, okay? Ready? Check this out. This blows my mind. Now get ready. All right, you feel this right here? You know what this is called? Anticipation. Okay, ready? Here we go. All right, Micah? Hold, you're a mic stand, basically. You're a Micah stand. Okay. Here we go. All right. That's good. All right. That's good. All right, are you ready? Hey, Dada. Hi, Dada. Hi, Dada. I've had strangers cry just by seeing that. Isn't that beautiful? I I waited my whole life to see that. Now it's the only word that she says. She just walks around all day. And whenever she wakes up from a nap, she has to FaceTime me. Um, it's, It's so awesome. All right, so anyway, isn't that cool? Um, sorry. Trying to, there we go. All right, you guys ready to rock? All right. I feel like I got a good word tonight. Um, and uh, how many of you guys, do you like spankings? <laughs> you know, you know, in like, the street version, it says that God gives spankings to the people that he loves. So I might give you a little spanking, but not really. It's, it's not to hurt you. It's just to help you. Okay? Yes. Okay. Everybody hear me. Okay. Um, how many of you guys have heard, uh, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say. All right. I just want to start by saying... You don't know that? I'm rubber. You're glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Okay? You've heard that. All right. You got it? Okay, here. This is my statement. That's bad theology. Okay? Um, How many of you guys have ever heard it said that the power of life and death is in the tongue? Yeah. See? So it doesn't say that you can be rubber and something can bounce off, that what you say actually makes a difference. Um, And so what does that mean? Does that mean if you say bad words, God gets angry at you? Watch it. No, that's not what it means. What does it mean that life and death is in the tongue? Well, I have, Hannah, can you get that picture ready? Cue it up, okay? Um, There was this Japanese guy, and... uh, he did an experiment. 
And so what he would do is he would take water, just regular water. He would say something to the water, and then, then he would freeze it. And then he would look at it under the microscope. And based on what he said, the water took on a different shape. Water, just water. Life and death is in your mouth. So, Hannah, put the picture up. All right. The one on the left side. All right. Do you know what he said? He said to the water, you make me sick. Isn't that crazy? The one on the right side, do you know what he said? No. My mom told me that, though. This is, he, said, he said, peace. And listen, every word that he said that was good, it didn't just turn into that single shape. There was a unique design based on each word. Isn't that powerful? Hey, did you guys know that you're 70% water? Wait, are you, is, it, is it hitting you? Every time somebody says something to you, 70% of your body, what you're made of, responds. Yes. Did you know, listen, did you know that you can take seeds? You guys can try this. Take seeds in your hands. And you can look at the seeds and you can bless seeds and plant them. And then take other seeds and curse them and plant them, and they'll grow differently. Isn't that powerful? I thought everything was so simple. You know, I, I was surprised when I learned this. You know that, um, how do you bless? Do you have to be a priest? You got to have a big thing and smoke and, no? You just say it, that's right. How do you curse? Do you need to be a witch? That's right. You just say it. So, um, like if I were to call somebody a loser, it would actually be a curse. Do you know there's not a word that you say that doesn't have power attached to it? It makes it almost scary. And here's why, you know. Um, all your words are alive. You know, it says the word of God is living and active. That's a different kind of power. But it doesn't say... Uh, Christians' words are alive and life and death is in their tongue. Life and death is in every person's tongue. Anybody who had somebody insult them over and over, anybody who was bullied over and over, knows that there's power in what somebody says. And I just want you guys to realize this. You know, I've, I've told this story before, I was, I was, but I want to say it again because it's powerful. I was talking to a friend and I was trying to encourage them and I said, what do you want? They said, I don't know what I want. I said, we got to tell God what you want. I said, if you want a, a cherry dum-dum, say you want a cherry dum-dum. And he said, I don't want a cherry. I want a mango dum-dum. And uh, I said, okay, you want a mango dum-dum? God will give you a mango dum-dum. You know, the lollipops, right? And uh, I said, all right, I got to go. And I hung up the phone. The person called me back hyperventilating. They lived all by themselves. And they said, there's a mango dum-dum sitting on my table. I don't know where it came from. Do you, do you understand the power that you have here? And uh, look, I just had to tell this story. I'm actually going to tell on myself, okay? So um, I had a, a series of encounters a while back, and something happened where 
uh, I began to be able to feel. Now, I don't mean like I feel like God's doing this. I mean that like if I was walking somewhere and there was a demon, I'd feel go, whoa, on my right side. And if there was an angel or there was something happening. And um, I didn't know what was happening at first. I felt like warm tinglys and this and that. And it was constant. And it was all over my body. It wasn't like when I got with God. And uh, so this happened while I was in ministry school. And it was nice. There was a, a girl in ministry school, and her name was Susie. And Susie could see everything, good, bad, ugly, all the time. And so uh, we were like this team together because I'd be like, I'd have something right here in my arm. And I'd say, Susie, I said, I would test you. Tell me where it is. And then she would say, it's right there. And I said, what does it look like? And she said, it's sparkly, like living matter, you know? And so it was so fun. We'd be in the, we'd be in the, the, the van driving somewhere, you know, because that's what church people do. And, um, and all of a sudden, I'd feel, I'd feel a demon go right by me. And I'd say, hey, Susie, about 10 seconds ago, what just happened? And she would say, a demon went right by. So it was awesome. It was like, you know, I could confirm everything and find out what was going on. And not that I always knew. I'm just saying the spiritual realm is totally real. Well, um, you know, one time... I wish Dallas was here because he could testify to this. You guys know Dallas, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was, uh, I, got, I got jealous of Dallas. And I got frustrated with him. And, um, and so one morning, you know, I, I usually kept my, myself together. But one morning, I, I just got so jealous. And I went, yeah, sorry, I went to my friend, Rob. And I said, hey, Rob, you know what? I just think Dallas, he's not even that good. I said, he, he gets hyped up so much. And I started fault-finding him and calling him names and all this stuff. And I was like, man, that feels better. And um, I walk into class, okay? And I'm sitting there. And um, all of a sudden, Dallas goes like, oh, man, my back. And Susie walks over. And she says, Dallas, there's bite marks all over your back. She said, it's been backbiting. Someone's been talking about you. And Dallas had pain in his body because of what I did. Listen, in the spirit, there is no such thing as space and time. The moment you say something, it happens. Now, what I was too afraid to ask was, Susie, is there blood all over my mouth because of what I just did? Did I have blood on my mouth while I was worshiping God? Life and death is in your mouth. You know, um, after this happened, I thought how many times I did worship and I had blood on my mouth. And I felt like I was fine. You know, it's dangerous when we can't, when we don't have God's value system and we have our own. And we think it's okay to say something about somebody. Look, I'm trying to address something that's actually among us. And I'm talking about gossip, backbiting, slander, saying something bad about another student or about a leader. Listen, guys, it really matters. It's an actual living thing that you're doing. You know the very essence of what Satan does 
is he's the accuser. He does exactly what I did to Dallas. He sits and he fault finds and says, if that person can't do this and they're not this and they're not that. Do you understand how evil it is? Look, I, I wanna, I'm going to say this. I just want to scare you a little bit, but it's actually for you. Because, well, I'll explain why. This is what it says in Matthew 12, 36, okay? It says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, you will give account for every careless word that you speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Listen, it doesn't say the words you speak that somebody hears. You think because you do something in secret, it doesn't matter? God sees everything. You can't cut something up and talk about somebody behind their back or judge somebody or ridicule or bring division into this place and not think it matters. You might have blood on your mouth tonight. And I'm not saying that to condemn you. I'm actually saying it to free you. You know, your words are so powerful. They can either break somebody or make somebody. You know, it's, it, this is why I want to tell you this, because it says in Matthew 15, verse 11, you know, they're like, oh, don't, don't eat bad fruit, or don't do this, or don't do that. And Jesus says, don't you understand? He says, what defiles you is not what goes into you. What defiles a person, makes someone dirty, is this, what comes out of their mouth. I'm telling you this so you can live in the light of God. Most times that I was speaking bad about somebody, I didn't realize how it was affecting my relationship. And here's where I'm going with this. This is what it says. Well, I'll go this first. It says, judge not that you won't be judged. You know? And if you read this parable, what it's saying this is about the speck in the beam or the speck in the log, right? It's basically God saying this. There's two types of sins in the world. The thing that God hates the most is judgment because he's so mercifully, he's so merciful. But there's two types of sins. Somebody can have the worst problem with pornography. That's one sin. But the person who judges that person for it, God says that pornography is the speck and the judgment is the beam. Listen, I want to scare you to not judge one another. I want to scare you to not be mean to one another. I want you to think if you're going to say something bad, say, no. There's, I know the power I have inside of my mouth. I know that I can actually destroy somebody. I know that I can actually hurt the person that God loves. Do you know what I would do if somebody did something to Leona? It matters what you say. So, does anybody feel convicted? Nobody. <laughs> we got two, three. Good, good. Look, look, I want to deliver you. Listen, every time we do that, it's almost like we're taking up space that God actually wants to fill. 
God actually wants to build relationships in here. And if there's anybody in here you don't have a good heart for, you got a problem. You're actually in God's way. You're standing in the way because you have your own agenda and judgments. And there he, he's standing over them saying, mercy. And you're saying, but they're this and they're that. We, look, at, we cannot have a bullying spirit in this place. We can't have a judgmental. We can't, fight, we can't have a fault-finding spirit. This has to be like heaven. Your heart has to be like heaven. So it's a fearful, a fearful thing to judge somebody. Um, but now, listen, I want to shift it entirely. That was your little spanking. It didn't hurt so bad, right? Okay. All right. So um, how many of you begin to realize the unlimited power you have in your speech? Maybe God would open your eyes to see it. You know, I was so lucky I had Susie right next to me for a year and a half and everything I, I got to question, you know, and it was hard for her. She actually saw everything that people came in with, you know, um, we can't see it in the natural. So here, I want to talk the power of your speech and um, the power of prophecy and what it actually does and what it can do. Um, it's, it's, it says in uh Proverbs 16, 24, it says, Gracious words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and healing to the bones. In uh, uh, Ezekiel 37, God asked Ezekiel, he said, Can these dry bones live? And he said, You know, Lord. And then God says to him, Prophesy to the bones. You know, if you can use your tongue for evil, how much more can you use it for good? God has given you greater capacity through the gospel to use your mouth for good. Nobody ever got resurrected from the dead without somebody's mouth. How many miracles are in your mouth tonight and you don't realize it? How many healings are in your mouth tonight and you don't realize it? Listen, it's not a game. You can act like it's a game. But seriously, life and death is in your mouth. What you say or don't say really makes a difference. And so, how many like to prophesy? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. So, I got a fun activity. I got surprises tonight. All right, so, I had Hannah randomly pick a, a male and a female in this room. And I want, it could be you. Okay? Dun, dun, dun. It could be you. And listen, you're about to get life. You're about to get something that's going to affect your bones and your very body, your, your water. Everything in you is going to respond to what this person's about to prophesy. So, Hannah, bring them up here. And Jeremiah, I saw your hand up. Get on up here, buddy. All right. And Andrea, I saw your hand up. Come on up here. Now, listen, in this, I, I picked these two because I know they both can prophesy really well. Have you guys ever experienced it? It's, it's so powerful. You know, and the, I, I find that even when Jeremiah feels terrible, 
he puts himself aside and he cracks open this well of God within him and begins to speak the word of life and bring resurrection power into people. Have you guys seen it? I've seen it. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, where's the male one? Okay. So this is what we're going to do. You can give her the the female. Uh, You guys are going to close your eyes. Okay. And Jeremiah is going to prophesy over the person in this envelope. It could be you. So open your heart. Okay. And then he's going to pass the mic to Andrea. And Andrea is going to prophesy over the person uh, in hers. So everybody eyes closed. Receive position. Ready? All right, Jeremiah. You can hold it if that helps, but <laughs> prophesy. Declare over their life. Go ahead. All right. Well, God, I just feel like uh, I just see like a lot of emotion, just a lot of emotions, just a lot of um, movement. And I just see like time in in the world like and God I just pray I pray that God I pray that fear wouldn't be a thing God I pray that that uh, they would be bold God and I see them stepping into something and I see I see that like time, that time wouldn't matter, and that I th- I feel like time, where time isn't, that time is on your side, and I also feel like there's no need to be alarmed. There's no need to be alarmed for what God is going to bring you into, and I also feel like there is such a moment, a specific time of. Uh, a uh, what's the word? There's a moment, and it's it's there, and you know when that moment happens that you have to be the one to step out. When your name gets called in the crowd, you have to be the one to raise your hand. When when God calls you out, don't hesitate. When it happens, don't hesitate. When you see the moment, the opportunity, you go for it. You don't let it go. You only have one chance. And even though God gives you multiple chances, don't waste them. Don't take them for granted. And I pray, I pray that this person, they would know. They would know that they're worth it, that they're special, that they don't have to be afraid or they don't have to be afraid to say, you know, offend someone in a... Uh, in an environment, in an atmosphere that is negative, God, I pray that, you know, they would just be filled, God, with boldness, but boldness, but also, like, life, God. I pray that they would be filled with life, God, that they would be able to use the power of their tongue, of their ability, of their hearts, of their emotions, that they can be able to feel over other people. And God, I thank you. I thank you that they can step into that. And I know, I know that the person that I'm talking to, I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you know the exact moment. You know something. And God, I just pray that when the moment comes, when the time comes, God, that they wouldn't hold back, God. They wouldn't hesitate, God. That they'd be bold. They'd raise their hand, God. And they'd know and they'd be filled in that moment with the Holy Spirit, God. Come on. Come on. 
So what God was telling me was that your um your voice is louder than like a uh, lion's roar. It doesn't matter if your voice is quiet. It doesn't matter if your voice is loud. Your voice has so much power. The words you say, the words you speak over people's lives, they have so much power in them. He's saying that like just roar them, roar his name, roar his pr- like his name in other people's lives. He's saying don't let your fear or your familiarity keep you from like going after what God's been calling you to do. He's saying don't let your fear or your familiarity keep you from what God wants you to do because if you if you let that keep you from doing what God has God's plan you're not going to get anywhere keeping yourself in a comfort zone keeping yourself in a little box um, feeling like you know everything you feel everything and you don't want to go out there God's not you won't be able to use what God's been trying to let you use he's been showing you things every single day he's been putting people in your lives so you can bless and he's saying take those opportunities and let those because he's going to bless you upon bless you, and he's going to bless you so much, and it's going to be, like, so great. And he's saying that, um, like, your voice, it do, like, you might be speaking to one person, but other people around you are going to feel it. They're going to feel it. It's going to be, like, an echo where it's, like, it starts one place and it just goes, keeps going, keeps going, and keeps going. And that's what he's saying. And he's saying that, like, um, he, like, you're just being there and being in, like, it doesn't matter what atmosphere you are in or, like, where you're at. He's saying he's always there with you. It doesn't matter if you're, like, in, like, this dark place where you feel like there's no one around. God's saying he knows where you are. He knows where you are. He's, he wants you to know that you're loved and that you're wanted and that you're known. Because I feel like that, that that's something that you um, might just be, like, something that's so familiar to you that you're just in your room just, like, by yourself. And he's saying he knows you. He knows your very name. He knows everything about you. And he just wants you to know that you're loved and you're safe. It doesn't matter what's around you. It doesn't matter, like, the fight that you've been fighting and you feel like you're failing. He's saying he's already won, so you're okay. Just be in peace with me. Be in peace with me. So, yeah. Okay. Now, the way prophecy is that if you hear something and it feels right, it's actually for you. It's not limited to one person. It's the living word of God. Now, the grand unveiling. You guys come here together and you open them up. Okay, don't look at them, though. Just open them up. Take them out. Okay. All right. Let, we'll have Jeremiah go first. Oh, that one was licked really well. Good lick, Hannah. It was really good. You're going to... Now... All right. He's going to read the name. All right, you ready? All right, I'll hold it. The name is... The name is Jeremiah Bergman. And the name is me, so. <laughs> okay, I tricked you guys. I'm so sorry. I love you. But it was it was to prove a point. You're awesome. You're awesome. Listen. Come on. I just made a point. I just made a point to every single one of you. You are the filter for God. You say how much I want in, how much I don't let in. Oh my gosh, you know my my good friend Josh Brady, he's an amazing prophet. He can prophesy over every single one of us like 15 times in a row and be totally accurate every time. He said this, the number one person I prophesy over, Josh, is me. I prophesy over myself every day. 
It does not matter what God says. God says something over every person. What matters is what you say. What do you say God says about you? Who do you say you are? If you can't agree with God, you can't enter into what he has for you. You know, I felt like that this was a parable for you guys for this. Israel had all these promises and they're, they're walking around the desert and they saw miracles and they had manna and there was a fire and a cloud and water came out of a rock and all this amazing stuff. And they were actually, they were so, they didn't trust God enough to actually move into what he had for them. See, their call was not to spy out a land and get a word they never owned. Their call was to possess the land. And whatever you can't prophesy to yourself, you cannot possess. Look at God has real freedom for you. But if you can't actually tell yourself what God says, you're actually disagreeing with him. And the very reason a lot of people pick on people is because they don't know who they are. And they need someone to be bad so they're good. When is the last time you woke up and looked in the mirror and prophesied? That's not selfish. That's not self-centered. That's renewing your mind and agreeing with God with what he said about you. And I promise you, you know, so many people, they try so hard to grow, but they won't stand in front of themselves and declare what God said. Prophecy does not need to be for somebody else. I'm telling you, it primarily needs to be for you. Do you realize that speech is so powerful that you can't get saved without your mouth? It says with your heart, you're justified. And then with your words, you're saved. You can't enter into what God has to you unless you can declare it. You can't enter into a single promise of freedom and deliverance and purity unless it comes out of your mouth first. Otherwise, you're just sitting there like, oh, we have promises. This is great. We walk around in the desert. Sometimes I fall over and I cry in worship, but I never change. Because the word, there's not an agreement inside of you. Now, Jeremiah, Andrea, I don't know when the last time you guys prophesied over yourself was. It was awesome. It was incredible words. But do you believe in you as much as God believes in you? Or do you like the idea of rumors of potential? Don't you know God wants you to possess this freedom and this confidence? And then if you can't prophesy it, you can't access it. See, God's raising you out of a victim mindset into a, a mighty man or woman of God who has the word of God in them ready to launch. And I'm not saying this to condemn you. I want to give you a road. What do you want to possess? What do you want to possess? What, you, what do you want to know so well? You know, this. you think, well, that's extra biblical. No, it's not. David, one time, he, he came back. They were doing something. They came back, and these people did a raid, and they took the women, the children, and all the, their goods and supplies. And you know what he did? He went, and he strengthened himself in the Lord. 
you know what all these psalms are? It's him saying, God is for me, not against me. I'm not going to bend my knee to depression. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to live in fear. Why would I live in fear? Psalm 91 is a declaration of who God is. It's not just to be read. It's meant to come out of you as a trumpet. Listen, God created the earth by speaking. The same is true. You will create your world by speaking. Life and death is in your mouth. Most of what David said is this. God loves me. He said in Psalm 17, he said, I'm the apple of his eye. That means he's looking at me right now. I mean, it's good to get up and pray. I think it might be more powerful for you to wake up and say, God loves me. I'm not a loser. I'm a good man. If you're a woman, say you're a good woman. <laughs> but listen, I, I want to I give you guys keys to actually go somewhere very quickly, to actually possess something. What if you actually owned it? Oh, my gosh. I think it's what God has for us. All right, give me somebody on, make funny noises up here. Yeah, we got a flute or something? Flautist? Okay. Keys? Anybody? Drummer? Clapper? Whistler? All right, just stand up. Just stand up. Oh, thank you, Ben. All right, guys. Real quick. Hey, can I get some tunes back there? Oh, that's so good. It's very tribal. <laughs> All right, listen. Listen, I want to give you guys a minute. Um, I want to give you guys a minute right now, okay? Tom, can you put on some background music? Ethan, yeah. I want to give you guys a minute. Guys, if, if you felt convicted when I was talking about talking about other people and the power of your words, if you want to say, God, I'm sorry for saying something about your child. I just want to give you a space. You know, this is, you know, I'm not telling you to, to be mean to you. I'm telling you to set you free so you can be all that God wants you to be. And God's dream can come true. Thank you. Yeah. So close your eyes. All right. Um, you're, you're just going to do business with God real quick. And this is just between you and him. But if you if you said something mean to even one person or maybe you have a habit of being mean and and picking on people, saying bad things about them. I'm just saying that this is an opportunity from heaven for you to, to get your mouth washed out, for you to get clean before God. And I just, I just say this, just close your eyes. It's between you and him. You say, just say, Father, I'm sorry for how I spoke or how I speak or I spoke about this person. And ask him to forgive you. Ask him to wash your mouth and ask him to, to take out the things that say bad things to his children, the ones he loves so much. Ask him to put life in your mouth for this person. Ask him to put blessing in your mouth for this person. You, there's so much good inside of you. I feel like you guys don't even realize the amount of good that you could produce out of your own mouth. You don't realize how many miracles and healings, how many situations can turn around, and how many enemies can become friends because of the good that you say. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, here's the second thing we're going to do. You know? You're going to have to be bold, though. Okay? I want every single one of you to prophesy over yourselves out loud simultaneously. You know what scares the hell out of hell? You know what scares Satan? When you begin to declare the truth God said over you. And we're going to do it all together. We're not Christian beggars. Come on, I know it's scary. Who feels, woo? I hope they don't hear me. I know, let's do it anyway. I don't care. All right. So I'm going to give you 15 seconds to let the Holy Spirit fill, fill your heart, to fill your belly, to fill your mouth. Look at yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror. Close your eyes. See yourself. All right? I'm going to count down. And when I get to one, all of you, out loud, if I see somebody not prophesying, I'm going to call you out. All right? When I get to one, you're going to prophesy over yourself for 30 seconds. Ready? Let it, let it brew in you. Let the Holy Spirit form a word in you to speak back to yourself. Let, let him say what he's saying through you. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Oh, he loves you so much. Six. Five. Four. Feel it. Feel his heart for you. Feel his heart for you. Three. Two. One. Prophesy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Louder. I can't hear you. You can't hear you. Louder. 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 Come on. Say I'm good. Say I'm good. I'm beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Break it open, God. Break it open over the lives of our hearts, God. Thank you. 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 Lord, I just pray that there'd be a. a an understanding of how powerful they are, God, of how wonderful they are, of how beautiful they are. God, I pray that you would confront every uh, spirit of self-hatred, God, that you would confront every spirit of fear. I just ask that your love would be so aggressive. And I pray, God, that you would raise up like the strongest uh, young men and women out of this place, that they would stand before people who are decades older than with complete confidence, Father. God, let a, a personal spirit of prophecy, God, rest upon this group. And I pray, God, that people would begin to possess their promises and their land, God, that you've given them. Yeah, and um, I just, Ben just says that he, he felt like God just said that there are powerful songs that were to be released through you. And I just release you to prophesy like David. You know what David thought? God loves me so much. I'm his beloved. He would move the entire world for me. 
I release you to prophesy over yourself like David, to actually feel the love of God, not talk about it and roll off your heart like it doesn't matter, but to actually possess and open yourself up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. I just feel like there's some new seasons opening up for you guys. It's like some of you have been dry for a long time. And it's because you're you're thinking about the love of God, but you're not receiving it. And I feel like you're going to start to believe it so much that you're speaking it out. And he's going to turn your world around. I'm telling you, it's for you. Who wants to possess something in this room? Who wants to? It's real. I'm telling you. Oh, the freedom of God is real. It is real. You guys are all amazing and awesome, and I love you, and I believe in you, and I charge you to prophesy this week over yourself and feel the love of God. You know, see, the, the Israelites, they didn't trust God enough to actually possess the land. They were scared, and they didn't know he had his back. And I'm telling you, God loves you enough to actually set you free. This podcast was recorded live at our Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.